I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So hello everyone and welcome to episode 34 of Travel Talks where today we're coming at you with another kind of different idea that's away from the normal format which will be predicting Euro 2020 by rating the countries as holiday destinations. I mean, it's not the catchiest title, to be honest. So hopefully <laughs> we've reworded that by the time this episode's come out. But Saunders, do you want to do a little explainer about what this whole episode is going to be about? Absolutely, yeah. So obviously, the, you know, at this point, the Euros are well underway. But it's very important to say that this episode is actually nothing about football. Yeah. Having any knowledge or interest in football is not a prerequisite, you know, <laughs> This is this is about travel. It's about destinations. So essentially, we're taking the countries involved in the Euro 2020. This I still can't get over that it's called that. It's I not know, 2020, know. but you know, it's a branding thing, isn't it? They had so much merch they didn't want to waste. Carry it over <laughs> for another <Yeah>. year. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, yeah, we're taking the countries involved um, in Euro 2020, but we're going to go through the process of the competition, but rating them as destinations. So with the theory mm. being the best destination to visit out of all of the countries in the tournament will be the winner of our little competition that we'll be doing on the podcast. Yeah, I want to see how far in the tournament certain countries will get. Of course, we've got our favourites in there, uh, England, Spain, Portugal, Italy, and of course, Scotland as well. Um, <laughs> we'll be making an appearance. I didn't want to go a whole episode without mentioning them early doors. Um, but yeah, of course, we'll find our winner, but we want to find out who your winner as well. So we're going to do a little social media version of this after the episode's out based on Instagram polls and to make it a little bit easier we'll do it from the knockout stages rather than putting you guys through all of the group stage as well but essentially yeah we're going to start with each of the groups a b c d e f g and I think that's right isn't it it's all it's just up to g uh yeah, I think it's up to f actually just f. f as well okay so all all the groups all the six groups in the tournament all 24 teams and then we'll move into the knockout stages but before we get into the tournament mate do you want to read out the review that we got Absolutely. I mean, in terms of reviews that come in, this has got to be mm. one of the best that we've had. It's 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 heartwarming. Right? I mean, it's lovely. It really it's, is. It's it a lovely is. message. Um, so obviously, a massive, massive thank you to the 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 person who sent it, which is DW Six MW. I wonder what that stands for. Yeah, Get I want to find out who that. this person is. I really, really want to like speak to them more because they're so nice. Yeah, so they, they left a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and they said, I look forward to every Travel Talks podcast. Great hosts, very easy to listen to and feel like I've really learned a lot since I started listening. It's been a much needed escape over lockdown too. Hearing the fantastic stories, recommendations, do's and don'ts on Travel Talks has really reminded me why I love to travel and reignited the passion for it in times where it's just not been something I've been thinking about. More than anything, this podcast makes me feel hopeful and positive. 
we've had our egos massaged by that review. But honestly, like, thank you so much, whoever you are that's written that review. It, it really does mean a lot because we do this podcast, we take the time. And when we get comments like that, it really does lift us. So I feel like this is the, probably the time that we push people who haven't left a review. Uh, if you want to do the same Apple podcast, you can leave us a five star review. Yeah, absolutely. We need people. And it doesn't actually have to be a, a, like a massaging of our egos. It doesn't have to be compliments. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it can be suggestions. You know, we're open yeah, to feedback. We're open to suggestions. And even if there's something like a topic you want us to cover, you might be going away to a destination and you want to go know some tips. You know, it gives us the opportunity to maybe share some mm. experiences that we've had or do our own research so you don't have to. It really, it could be anything. So thank you again, guys, for all of the comments and reviews that you're leaving. But let's get into the show now, mate. Let's do it. We've got Scotland, England, Croatia, and Czech Republic. Now, this is going to be controversial. Oh. Are you telling me there's a direct correlation between the quality of holiday destination and the quality <laughs> of the national team? Yeah, what we've accidentally done here is just predicted the winner of Euro 2021 as well. Here's an idea, mate. I'll do 3-2-1, and on zero, we both just say the country we think wins. Nice, okay. 3-2-1... All right, okay, so group stages. Group A. Now, these are the four teams that we're looking at to begin with. I say mm. teams. Let's not call them teams. It doesn't have to be about football. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> destinations. Group A, these are the four destinations we're looking at. Switzerland, Turkey, Wales, and Italy. So starting with Switzerland, what are you saying, mate? Oh, it's a strong group. Can we just say that first of all? In Not in football in terms, perhaps, but in terms of countries and holiday destinations, it's almost the group of death, I feel. To kick one of them out of the group stage is going to be really, really hard. But uh, immediately, the first one that leaves off the page for me, top of the group, I would say, would have to be Italy. Where do you start with Italy? The, the incredible food that the country has to offer, history, architecture, you've got cities like Rome. I mean, there's almost too many good things to mention about it. It's a gift that keeps on giving. You know, you've got, I'm uh, thinking about it in my head now. I'm thinking about times I've been to like Lake Como and Lake Garda, mm. thinking about mountains and skiing. I'm thinking about, you know, the ancient cities like Rome, thinking food. There's it's so much. It's a place that if someone said, do you want to go to Italy? Every, I think everyone would just say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, an amazing country. Should we just put that straight at the top of the group? Let's do it. Now, slot number two. I want to say Wales because... Mm. It, it's just kind of a place that's quite close to my heart as we've talked about in previous episodes yeah it's an, it's an incredible country we've spoken about it before but the the mountain ranges are perhaps what makes it so special you've got snowden of course but it's just breathtaking scenery and like you say um, to be so close to home we are kind of taking it for granted at times but it's an incredible country the the, the one thing Saunders, i feel lets it down is probably the weather because yeah. unless you go in the peak of summer it is quite wet. It is quite cold. And or a lot of the countries which we're going to come across today are lovely hot countries. But I, I'm more than happy to put it in second place for you, especially because you're so passionate about it. That is true, though. Like we have to kind of look at this from an impartial view and play devil's advocate a little bit, because, mm. you know, you, you, you look at Wales as a destination on paper against Turkey and Switzerland. Mm. I just it's oh, hard, isn't it? I think it could maybe edge Switzerland. But I don't mm. think it can edge Turkey. Mm. I do love Turkey. You know, in terms of popular destinations, like, and also Turkey's got a lot going for it, which we'll get into in a minute, but it seems too high second. Okay. 
Yeah, let, let's take a look at the other countries then before we make our decision. So Turkey, like you mentioned, uh, Istanbul, an incredible city. It's got all the uh, rich history, of course, uh, religious, cultural, and archaeological history as well. Um, an amazing place, incredible food. I've been to numerous places in Turkey, like you mentioned before, and it offers so much classic holiday destinations and then you've kind of got the the different regions i went to a place called izmir which is kind of less traveled and still incredibly friendly people amazing food and lots to see as well so an amazing country uh it's gonna it's gonna be tough i feel to beat switzerland because i feel switzerland's got a got a um yeah got a shout of going into the knockout stages for sure switzerland is a good place you think about the lakes and think about the options for skiing mm. and mountains and just kind of the general like way of life there is quite nice but you know turkey it's such a popular destination and the reason is because mm. you know it's quite cheap to go there um yeah. and you get a lot for your money great weather um you know that whole mediterranean lifestyle istanbul is you know so rich in history and architecture mm. um and also did you know that istanbul is is there's a point in it which is in the, the kind of boundary of of europe and asia right in the wow, middle really so you can go to istanbul and stand in a point and stand between two continents that's really cool to be fair um, that is very it's also cool. the home of the kebab <laughs> the kebab the kind of one thing that feels like a good idea every single time before you do it and then immediate <laughs> regret hits i mean honestly i can't remember a time i've eaten a kebab and not regretted it instantly but an amazing food and when done properly i'm sure it's incredible <laughs> yeah absolutely um also final fact largest producer of hazelnuts <laughs> Just chuck that one in. As I don't Turkey, know if yeah. that's going to sway anyone, but we'll chuck that in. I feel that because of its kind of, you know, how key it is as a, a tourist destination and how much mm. you can do there, I think it has to go in second. So it's between Switzerland then and, and Wales for that final spot. Any any things that stand out to you about Switzerland? Like I don't feel about Switzerland when I think about Switzerland. It's, it's the mountain ranges. It's the hikes. Uh, when we had uh, Carl Watson on back early doors in the podcast, he spoke about his family trips to Lauterbrunnen and the, mm -hmm. the incredible scenery he sees there and the walks up to the top of the mountains. And it, that is the one thing that stands out. But of course, like we mentioned Turkey and kind of its value in terms of a holiday, Switzerland is a very, very expensive place to go on holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to put something out there. Like I said, if you take ourselves and our location out of the equation and look a, a little bit more globally and partially, mm. what you get in Wales, the mountains, the sea and stuff like that, more specifically the mountains, you get in Switzerland tenfold. You do. Yeah, you really do. You're swaying me. You really are swaying me. I feel, I feel like the home listeners, we've got many more listeners in Wales, I'm sure, than we do in Switzerland and Turkey. So we've got more people to annoy. But honestly, I, I do feel... Wales is probably edging its way out in the group stage at the moment in my opinion. I think it is. I think it's a tough call, but we said it was a difficult group from the off and it is. Yeah. So little recap of group A as it stands. Italy, Turkey, Switzerland going through Wales. I'm sorry. You've oh. been great. <laughs> oh, crashing out in the in the group stages. Nobody likes to see it. Should we move on? Yeah, let's do let's do group B. So to start us off, uh let's let's go with the kind of smaller name in group B in terms of football in terms, but as a country, an amazing country, Finland. Yes. It's essentially almost the home of the Northern Lights. One of the best opportunities you have to go and see the Northern Lights is in Finland. Uh and seventy thousand islands. This is very, very specific, but one hundred and eighty seven thousand eight hundred and eighty eight lakes. So a beautiful country for its scenery. It's honestly it's a visual you can't really anticipate until you see it. 
because like, mm. even if you Google it, like, I'd, I'd recommend anyone listening now, just Google, you know, Finland islands or Finland lakes. And it's just mm. breathtaking how many there are. Like you couldn't yeah. even think about going to half of them on a, a holiday. But of course, though, if you look in the winter holidays, Lapland, it's the home of Santa. Yeah. Yeah. People love going there. You know, people with kids, that's like a real popular winter destination, taking the kids to Lapland to see Santa and the reindeer. Mm. Uh, and it just ties in with that, what you were saying, like stunning scenery and nature. The problem is, is that it it's a strong contender. And I think it's a first or second looking at the group just as an initial, initial look. But you've got countries like Russia, Belgium and Denmark in there as well. Mm. I feel like it edges Denmark. I feel like it edges Belgium because Belgium is quite a small country and it's very similar yeah. to other countries around mm. it. But Russia is so vast. I mean, would you say Finland's better than Russia? I know which one I'd rather go to. I'd rather visit Finland personally. Um, I don't know whether it's the kind of the way I've seen Russia portrayed in the media. And of course, I'm sure there's so much beauty to the country which um, isn't portrayed. But yeah, Finland would edge Russia for me. Let's move on to Russia then. It's a country, like I say, which is often overlooked by British tourists, at least because of the way it's portrayed. But it's a fascinating country. So, so vast. And like you mentioned with Finland, if you tried to visit if you tried to visit Russia and do it properly, you simply wouldn't be able to in a, in a short amount of time. I mean, it's the biggest country in the world, right? It's absolutely huge. And as much as you think of Russia, you think of like St. Petersburg and Moscow, you know, in terms of big squares, like statues, monuments, you know, like mausoleums, that sort of thing. There's loads of lakes and woodlands mm. and different types mm. of animals. Like you go more to the kind of Siberian side and you've got, uh, you know, Arctic animals. You've got, you know, things like polar bears, tigers, bear, like brown bears, even leopards. Although I've never actually visited Russia, I have been told by people that have visited there and someone I went to university with who was from there. They said there's certain places that are like untouched summer, beautiful destinations in Russia yeah. that no one goes to, like amazing, pristine lakes. Mm. It seems like there's a lot of opportunity there. Also, if you like drinking. The home of vodka. And you've got, like you say, uh, Moscow and St. Petersburg really are, from what I've researched at least, uh, 24-hour cities like 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 London and New York. The nightlife just never ends and it just rolls on continuously. So if that's one of the reasons you'd want to visit there, then uh, yeah, that does really edge it above the rest. Let's take a look at some of the competitors in the group. I want to talk about Denmark because... Mm. Denmark, similarly to Finland, it's got a lot going for it. But the main thing it has going for it is statistically, it's a very happy country. Mm, I like this. Lots of Scandinavia is, isn't it? The way they treat their um, civilians or people, however you say that. Um, really, yeah, everyone's really happy. It's one of the world's happiest nations statistically. Copenhagen specifically was voted the happiest city in the world. Wow. I love that. But like a lot of Scandinavia, it's very expensive because mm. their cost of living is so different to a lot of other places in Europe and the world because it's next to Sweden you get that Swedish summer so you get the nice summer where you can mm. go for swimming in the lakes and then in the winter you get all of the you know real snow and like the ice that's the same lake that you swam in in, in the summer you can then ice skate mm. over in the winter oh amazing that's really cool I like that you know you can holiday in, in any season and it's a good time nice yeah Denmark for me I think is nearer to qualification for the next round I would say than Russia so far just my personal opinion okay. I, I would i would have denmark ahead of russia let's talk about belgium because like you mentioned it's kind of a small country when, when researching it i've been there a couple of times i went to bruges and brussels both uh when i was in my teenage years and 
amazing cities to visit. You know, if you're talking about going up against Finland, Denmark, even Russia, I think Belgium had, probably has the least to offer. So I would agree. correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but are, in this group, are we looking at, you know, top to bottom, Finland, Denmark, Russia, Belgium? I would agree with that, yes. So Group C, we've got Austria, North Macedonia, Ukraine and the Netherlands. Interesting group because I'll I'll be honest with you, I had to research some of these because, you know, I had no, I had no, you know, real life context of North Macedonia. I didn't know what what there was there, but having looked into it, it looks like a decent place. Yeah. One thing that stuck out when I was searching, you know, what's good about North Macedonia is they were advertising these things like overwater bungalows, similar to what you'd get in like the Maldives or Hawaii, Mm, but mm. in Europe. And on the nice. on the edge of this is like Lake Orid. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Lake Orid. Yeah. The idea of this lake being like the center point of so much to do. I had nice like getaways on these locations, like in the bungalows, but also loads of water sports and hiking and cycling trails, things like that. And I think because of that, the reason it's so popular is they have a really decent summer weather. Nice. Okay. You know, if someone said to you, name me 10 places you want to go in Europe, North Macedonia <laughs> probably wouldn't make that top 10. But because mm. of that, there's less crowds and tourists. Yeah, very true. Exactly. That's that's really nice. I, I like thinking of places which are a little bit off the beaten track and are going to see less tourists because that I'm sure will be what we want to do when we can travel normally again. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how this fares up because we've just listed off of some great aspects of north macedonia but Mm. against the likes of austria netherlands and ukraine Mm. ukraine is the only one i maybe see it edging yeah i would agree austria austria is so strong vienna uh, it's been named city with the best quality of life eight times in a row so i mean that speaks volumes for what it's like to live in the city and it's an amazing city to visit too you've got treks in the terralean mountains and it's very easy to travel around as well which makes it very nice too i have a, a quite a personal affinity to austria because i've skied there loads and i loved mm. it it's such a good skiing destination nice. uh, there's loads of great resorts there is a great you know at prey ski like the nightlife after skiing is really good um great quality of skiing snow's lovely like it looks amazing of course of the mountains just like anywhere in the, in the alps and um mm. austria switzerland etc but you know i like it as a country and the schnitzel i bloody love a schnitzel mate <laughs> nice i mean we've listed so many amazing reasons i i, I feel like it's going to be hard pressed not to top the group yeah i think it's a strong contender but netherlands amsterdam rotterdam you know i've not explored netherlands uh, enough beyond amsterdam i had an amazing time there uh, we'll, we'll just scoot over what i got up to perhaps but <laughs> an amazing city an amazing city with so much to do uh, so culturally diverse easily with one of the best cities in europe in mm. terms of what you can get like go there what you can do what you can see you know nightlife is amazing but also if you're more into your cultural activities amazing museums and art galleries as well the canal Mm. is amazing and i learned something about amsterdam a couple days ago which absolutely blew my mind go on try so um i learned it from someone who lived in amsterdam for a few years uh, and they were telling me about this thing that they saw one year so i knew that in the winter the canals freeze over because it gets really cold and people ice skate on the canals which i think just as an idea like visually that's really cool there's actually this competition which is like a like a race basically and i can't remember the distance i think it's pretty far where they race on skates over all of the canals and it's like basically like the london marathon but on the ice (laughs) that's amazing and it can't happen every year because the ice has to be a certain depth 
mm. to be able to, to do it. And there's been so many years now where it hasn't been deep enough for him to do it. So I think that's that's a really cool thing to see. I mean, you wouldn't be able to plan a holiday around it because it's so like touch and go whether it happens <laughs> yeah, or not. But um, yeah, Amsterdam's great. Rotterdam's great. Loads of, you know, great rural areas as well. And if you like flowers. Yeah, that is very true. All right, so final country in Group C, though, Ukraine. What are you saying? I mean, again, like we touched on with North Macedonia, it's not a country which I've been to. Uh, I did have to do a bit of research to kind of come across what was so special about this country. Uh, The nature reserves were something that leaps off the page. There's a lot of architecture similar to other areas in that region. Um, A lot of architecture, history, and especially like war history, that sort of thing. But one thing Mm. that is quite interesting that I read about Ukraine is apparently the cuisine is incredibly diverse. So you can go there as a foodie and have a pretty good time. But I mean, based on the the facts that we've reeled off about the other places, I just can't see Mm. Ukraine getting through the group stages. Yeah, let us know. Uh, send us an email or something if you're passionate about any of these countries, which we don't quite give enough big up to. But I'm happy to put Ukraine bottom of the group. And then it's a fact, uh, factor of kind of reorganizing the rest of them to decide who qualifies. So what are you saying then for these one, this first, second, third in this group? Because obviously this is important because it it does dictate who they come again, up against in the next round. It's very true. Yeah, top of the group gets an easier tie. I forgot that. I would put Austria top of the group. Austria top, okay. Interesting. I I was going to say Netherlands top, then Austria. I I honestly think it could go either way. I'll let you call it. What are you saying? Let's go Austria top. Austria top, Netherlands second, North Macedonia third, and bottom of the group, crashing out of the group stage, is Ukraine. Okay, Group D. We've got Scotland, England, Croatia and Czech Republic. Now, this is going to be controversial. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been to all of the countries in this group. Uh, an amazing, amazing trip every single time I go to uh, Czech Republic, specifically Prague, like like we've uh, all come across. It's, it's sense to be a, a Stagdu hotspot. It's not the reason I went Stagdu, but a trip with my friends, an amazing time. I can't really speak too much about the rest of the country, but I absolutely loved uh, both trips I've had to Prague. I know that the Czech Republic also has like a really good mountain region on the borders of, is it Switzerland or Austria? I can't remember Mm. which border it, but lots of like old castles in the mountains, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, It's incredibly cheap as well. I've never visited myself, but I hear it's really cheap. It's it's so, so cheap. I feel like it's perhaps the best place bar hungary in budapest in eastern europe for that reason alone it's definitely in with a shout but it, it's it's a tough group this england scotland and croatia that's up against this is a tough group i mean i think we can probably do ourselves a, just a, a real easy favor here and just put scotland at the top now this is where it's going to get controversial because we've spoke quite passionately in the last few episodes about england you know thinking about summer holidays this year where travel might not mm. be possible and stuff there's a lot of great things to do in england but Croatia is also an, a really good country. I've been there a few times, both, you know, mainland and also the islands. Mm. Uh, and I loved it. I loved it. Again, similar to um, Czech Republic, like it's quite affordable. Um, and when you go down to the coast, it's like it's a Mediterranean paradise. You know, the island's oh. like almost like a tropical feel, great nightlife. And you can do things like, you know, boat excursions or jet skis and all these fun water sports. Mm. for so, like a fraction of the cost that you could do it anywhere else in the Mediterranean. So I'm I'm thinking now whether we have been a bit brash just putting Scotland right at the top because you think about it like an mm. overall destination. Like if you're into, you know, landscape, mountains and like architecture in Edinburgh and stuff like that, 
Scotland's mm. good, but if you want a beach holiday, you're not going to Scotland. The weather, I mean, it's, to say it's hit and miss is a bit of an understatement. Yeah. So I feel like for that, I, I'm not saying it, it definitely makes through the get through the group, but I'm just mm. maybe thinking maybe doesn't go top. As we speak about Croatia there, it does make you realise how much it has to offer. Croatia having the hot weather really does allow it, I would say, to edge Scotland. And then it's just about where we put England, really, and Czech Republic. Exactly. And all like, you know, football opinions aside and putting Croatia mm. ahead of England <laughs> in this group. Um, <laughs> it's not about football. It's about destinations. So Croatia sits top. The way we have to look at this is how well-rounded each country is. So if you look at Croatia, perhaps why they're top in the group is they've got everything to offer. It feels like there's nothing they, the country can't do. Scotland, what it does do, the dramatic landscapes and the wildlife, everything we've spoken about before, it does better than arguably anywhere in the entire world. So that's why, for me, I would put it in second place. Okay, England versus Czech Republic. Which one goes out, in your opinion? I feel like England is a more popular destination for people that live in other countries. Mm. Uh, we're obviously biased because we live true, here, so a lot true. of stuff isn't new to us. True. But... It's more expensive than the Czech Republic. I think what, how you put it there in terms of what it's like for people from other countries, it for me, it has to edge Czech Republic. Oh, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. I think so. Group D sorted. Croatia, Scotland, England. Unfortunately, Czech Republic is out. Uh, group E, talk us through it. Let's have a look. So we've got Spain, Poland, Sweden and Slovakia. Uh, some good countries as well, to be fair. The one that leaps off the page straight away for me is Spain. Yeah. Like we kind of mentioned with Croatia, but it's got it's got the weather, it's got the beaches. I mean, it's almost got everything, and that that is what makes it so special and um, what makes it so popular as well, especially with British tourists. But every everyone across Europe floods to Spain. It really is a, a really popular holiday destination for everyone across Europe. Spain goes straight to the top, no questions. Um, mm. And then I think if you factor everything into it there's a little bit of a battle between sweden and poland in which gets like a, mm. so, a safe mm. second place but after that it's basically a battle for survival with whoever's left i would agree i would say poland and sweden uh, i mean it's really tough to be fair poland has a lot to offer in terms of its history it's a country which you almost have to visit for so many different reasons um breathtaking landscape but then of course Sweden has that as well when you actually look at Sweden versus Poland in terms of landscape they're very different don't get me wrong but Sweden's landscape like we put Finland top of the group from what I've seen at least I've not been to Finland but it, it, it's almost on par surely but against it very 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 expensive to travel to mm. they are almost the two sides of the coin aren't they because Poland like we mentioned with Eastern Europe it's always cheap and value for money in holidays is something which does really influence how much we enjoy a holiday. And it, you have to factor it in as well because it's how much time you can spend in the place when you're budgeting. Mm. You know, how much can you really see if you know that you've only got an X, X amount of spending money and that's going to be eaten up so much quicker in a location like Sweden than it would be in, you know, uh, Slovakia or Poland. Do you know much about Slovakia? Are you able to give us a kind of rundown on the country? Because it's not somewhere I've been. I haven't been there, but I've got done some research. I can pull out a few nice. facts for you. So um, nice what I've read is big on folk traditions. So it's a truly unique experience in terms of like mm. little arts and crafts and folk traditions like dancing, wood carving, pottery, different food, okay. that sort of thing. But one thing I thought was really interesting is it's par apparently massive for cycling and hiking trails. Oh, nice. Somewhere I read said that 
uh, it was one of the best places in Europe for cycling trails, purely because there was this one route, especially that goes right along the Danube, the Danube, sorry, the river. Mm -hmm. So you can literally cycle from Germany through Slovakia all the way into Romania. That's amazing. That, that's that's decent to be fair. I mean, it's the kind of country which we we do have to research because, it, like we say, it's not a country we've been to. And I mean, that bias might end up working against it. I feel when you look into what you can do and see in each place, mm. it does become quite obvious. This group, I think. Yeah. And I Poland. I mean, just looking at uh, brushing over Poland, we haven't really talked about that yet. UNESCO World Heritage Sites. There's 14 of them in Poland. Mm. That's very good for its size. Exactly. And that's like because of the ancient cities and forests. It's very affordable again, like other places in the region. The history there is so deep. And we're talking like museums, castles, and also the darker history of the Second World War with monuments and landmarks like Auschwitz. There's a whole other type of travel you can go there, historical travel. Mm, mm. Um, and what I've heard as well, a massive nightlife. Cheap Holiday Expert actually spoke about this on, on her podcast, Gdansk as like a hidden gem of Europe, a really cheap European city break. Uh, of course, you, you, you've you got um, Krakow as an option, but Gdansk, similar apparently to the vibe that you get when you go to Copenhagen, you've got the, the harbour where you've got the beautiful coloured houses along the harbour of Gdansk. It does have a lot to offer. It really does. It's just whether it has more than Sweden. Here's how I think this group looks. I think it goes Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. I'm happy to go with you on that. And the final group, Group F, is definitely the group of death when you uh, look in terms of footballing ability. But also, I would say, it's really, really strong in our tournament as well. So you've got Hungary, Germany, France and Portugal. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honouring highly requested new colours for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Cool. 
four really, really strong countries. You've arguably got three of the most popular tourist destinations in Europe in one group. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then Hungary, which is actually, you know, it is, is might not be one of the most popular, but it's probably one of the most underrated. It really is. Yeah, I've visited uh, Budapest once and I'm actually hoping to go back for a second time this year. What I love the most about it during my visit, the ruin bars are incredible. Kind of these derelict buildings each have their own quirks and they, they differ in their own kind of way. It also has so much to offer Budapest in terms of its graffiti, the street art. You've got Fisherman's Bastion right at the top of the city looking over the Danube. Uh, and the uh, the cart which takes you up there, I really did enjoy as well. It's it's a great city. Also, you've got the Balaton, which is Central Europe's largest lake. They they're so big that locally they call it the Hungarian Sea. But yeah, sim- I had similar feelings to Budapest. I loved it as a location. I loved one thing I really liked is that there's the thermal baths there, which are kind of like mm. a little bit of history and lifestyle because you can go and see these you know old architecture, but also enjoy the baths for their thermal qualities and like relaxation. Yeah. And then yeah. some of them on like a Saturday night turn into pool pies. So Hungary's got a lot going for it. But then, you know, I feel like we could spend so much time in this group because mm. Portugal, you know, right now, is, well, it was very popular <laughs> for, yeah, the, yeah, for the UK. Um, you know, great coast. You've got uh, interesting rural, good food. It's very, very popular as like an alternative to Spain. Mm. Uh, to get like You get like the weather of Northern Africa, but the culture of Europe. I feel like in this group, Portugal and Hungary are the ones battling against each other for survival. Oh, would you say? Would you say Portugal for me is strong? I mean, everything you can do, though, right? Everything about mm, it. True, true. It is. It is very diverse, though. Like you've the variety of landscapes you have in Portugal. Like we've spoken so much about Lisbon and why. why um, we both love Lisbon. It's an incredible city. The, the hills, the city of seven hills. The food's amazing. You've got the the, the tiles, the mosaics, the, the colours especially is something that leaps at you when you go to Lisbon. Porto is a city I've not been to, but people speak so highly of it. And of course, the, the north is just lush and serene. You've got the amazing wildlife of the north. So I know what you mean. And it, it, it is very, it's a smaller country than Spain, which does hold it back in terms of what you can do. But it does have almost everything Spain has, I would say. The only reason I say it's kind of battling with Hungary is because if you just think about opportunity of things you can do or the different type of holidays you can mm. have, France and Germany have the advantage because they're two of the biggest countries in Europe. Very true, yeah. So you've got cities, you've got mountains, you've got, you know, almost completely different cultures as you go around the city. Like, think of the difference between, like, Calais or Normandy versus Saint-Tropez. Mm. Yeah, true. Like, it's the same true. country, two very different holidays. Yeah, I, I travelled around France uh, for three weeks during Euro 2016 for work, literally the most amazing time I've ever spent at work, which is very much in quotation marks when I say work. But we <laughs> we, we, we travelled the whole country from Paris to Nice to Bordeaux. It was it was amazing. It was kind of like a, a amazing way to see the whole country, basically. And, and like you say, it is so diverse. France, I feel is definitely going to qualify for the next round. What's your stance on Germany then? Because I, I, I personally would have Portugal above Germany, but I'm, I'm willing to be, I'm willing to be pushed, um, pushed in a different direction. Yeah, personally, I would go to Portugal over Germany. I've been to both, but Germany's like you go there. For, there is a lot of rural getaways. There are mountains, of course. Mm. There are like there's the Black Forest and like rivers and lakes and things like that. But it's more of a you go there for the cities, which mm. which are great. To be fair, like Berlin is an amazing city. Mm. Great cultural institutions like Oktoberfest. But I don't know. 
it's a hard group, but I think we've got to just make a decision here because we could talk about this forever. Right. Okay, let, let's let's put France at the top of the group. And I feel like both of us are passionate about Germany and Portugal, so that those two have to go through. I would I would personally put Portugal second. So France, Portugal, mm. Germany, Hungary. Happy with that. For those of you who don't know about the way that the third place teams get sorted out into the knockout stages, there are six places, six teams who finished third place. And now we have to decide the four best countries out of those six countries. So the six teams are Switzerland, Russia, North Macedonia, England, Poland and Germany. So to make it nice and quick to get through this stage, let's take it in turns, go back and forth picking one that we want to go through so kick us off mate who's the one you definitely want in i think because it was so hard for us to kick it out of the original group germany goes through straight away for me i would say next up my pick out of those would be england just leaps off the page yeah makes sense uh this is where it gets more tricky i'm gonna say poland there's just you know mm. yeah poland poland yeah so i've got switzerland russia and north macedonia i'm gonna go for the country i mo know most about and that's Switzerland. And the other two strong countries, North Macedonia, I don't know too much about, to be honest. But Switzerland is a strong country and an, an easy choice for me to stick it through to the next round. Okay, and this is where it gets juicy because we're in the round of 16 and now it starts going one-on-one -on -one countries oh. against each other. First of all... Finland versus Poland. I would say, and we've spoken about it quite a lot in the past about like bucket lists and stuff like that. Finland for me is more of a bucket list country and a country yeah. which I feel like if you haven't visited, it would be closer to the top of your bucket list to do so. This is actually the easiest pairing in the round of 16 for me. It's Finland all the mm. way for me, I think. So Finland nice. goes in. Italy, Netherlands. So I would say this is quite easy. Yeah. In my opinion. We spoke about all the strengths that Italy has in the first part of the podcast. It's, no, it's a country which we both have been to numerous times and for good reason. It, it has to get the choice over Netherlands for me. We love you, Netherlands, but you've, you've come up against probably the toughest competition in this whole thing. And the next tie, France versus Switzerland. It's tough, this. It's tough. I'm going to go back to that same argument with France. You just have a lot more opportunity to do things. And a lot of the things mm. you can do in Switzerland, you can do in France. I, I would agree as well. You you, you are right. Oh, no. This is going to be hard. <laughs> Scotland or Sweden. I mean, Sweden, you get the best of both worlds. You get like the winter snow, but also lovely summers. Do you really? Okay. Cool. And with Sweden, you get loads. You've got the islands as well, like on the, on the uh, West Coast. Uh, and places like <sighs> Gutenberg and Stockholm, you know, real vibrant mm. cities like... Probably, if you're looking at like vibrance of a city, they edge Edinburgh. Really? Do they? Okay. But again, probably about 10 times the price. Hang on a second. What sort of Travel Talks episode would this be if we didn't just blitz <laughs> Scotland straight through to the final? I think Scotland can go through against Sweden. Okay. Spain versus England. We love you, oh. England, but... <laughs> I mean, it's it's a tough tie for England. <laughs> I think we both agreed, aren't we? Spain. Spain just yeah. edges it. This next one's interesting. Croatia versus Portugal quite similar countries to be honest in terms of the way that british people travel and what they do there i would probably pick portugal over croatia i was gonna say yeah they're very similar they both got great stuff to do inland you know nice architecture cool cities mm. and stuff um great coastal areas croatia has the islands mm. which is a real plus because that's a whole different holiday itself like island hopping or even a boat-based holiday 
You do have um, the Azores, though, with Portugal. You get the Azores. That's true. That is true. This is, yeah, this is the probably the toughest one we've had in the Group 16, I think. If you feel really strongly about it, then let you can play. I'll let you play a veto. I'll, I'll, I'll play one back in the future. Let's just say that. I think I'm going to use my veto. Croatia. Nice. Okay. To be fair, the next round is coming up against Spain, so it's, it's going to be out oh, either way. That's tough, isn't it? Penultimate pairing, Austria versus Germany. Oh. I mean, we talked about Austria so highly and we mm. originally put Germany out of the group. It did have a tough group, to be fair to Germany. It was against France and Portugal, so tough to get through in second place. Austria topped the group and for good reason as well. I would I would probably edge Austria past Germany. The landscape as well. I think the, the landscape of Austria is more dramatic. Yeah, and probably a little bit more peaceful as a destination as well. Not as busy mm. in the cities and um, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. And then the final game from the round of 16, mate, is Turkey versus Denmark. This is difficult as well because we've, we've talked a lot about both of these countries. Denmark, you know, a really happy place. But it's for me, this comes down to affordability. Denmark is expensive. Turkey is not so expensive. It's affordable and it's yeah. a really popular destination and you get a lot of mm. everything. <sighs> Istanbul, along with the amazing uh, places on the coast as well. Oh, I'm happy to put Turkey into the next round. You know what's really interesting about that is we we went through that first group stages, right, where Scandinavia was just smashing its way through the groups. Yeah. And only one of them's got through in this round of 16. It's all about the pairings. Like They've come up against tough competition and it's about to get tougher as we head into the quarterfinals. Again, like we said before, Finland's come up against Italy. And I mean... This is hard. This is hard because Finland is, like we said before about it, it's more of a bucket list destination than Italy, perhaps. Um, Italy has a lot of history to offer. And I don't know, I, I feel it's more diverse than Finland. And of course, the hot weather, I would favour over the cold weather. It's a worthy opponent, no question. But mm. Italy is such a hard country to beat here because of its size and, you know, the, the abundance of things you can do. Finland, I would have loved to have seen you go through to the final here, <laughs> go through, have, have a great competition. But Italy have just edged you out. It doesn't get any easier for our next uh, battle as well. France versus our beloved Scotland. And again, I kind of see the way this is going to go, no? The passion on this podcast for Scotland <laughs> has so much weight it you really know, does. yeah, it it's such a strong force, and it. Oh, I don't know. I just we just want to see it do well, don't we? <laughs> There's mm. negative sides of or, or negative opinions, let's say, of France, mm. but skiing, sun holidays, beach holidays, cultural city holidays, rural holidays, mm. wine, champagne, historical <sighs> war. You know, like there's so much. I love Scotland, and I love the idea of visiting Scotland during this time that we're in. But I do think, let's put it this way, if I had the choice of going to France or Scotland in a, in a COVID-free world where you can visit any, anywhere, I, I would choose to go to France. I mean, to be fair, I think anyone from Scotland would be quite happy they made the quarterfinals. The next one is a big quarterfinal, isn't it? Spain versus Croatia. Now, for like similar reasons that got Croatia to this position, my personal memories and personal experiences want mm. Croatia to go through here. But mm. I love Spain as a country. Like, I really, really do. I mean, it's somewhere I, I could live. And I even like mm. try to learn the language. And I like it so much. I want to be able to speak to locals there. I, like, yeah. I really do like the food. I like the cultures. I like the weather and everything. But if we re remove ourselves from the equation, our own personal experience, just think of this purely as like yeah, a okay. destination. More people are going to Spain. 
that's yeah, it's a it's a good way of putting it. I I would personally choose Spain over Croatia, and there really isn't there really isn't much in it. And the final pairing in the quarterfinals is Austria Ooh. versus Turkey. I think Austria's had a really good run here, but I, I, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think it's the, I think it's the weakest quarterfinal. To be fair to Austria, they've done work very well to get to the quarterfinals. Let's just say that they've had a good run. They had an easier kind of group, and they they faced Germany in the first round. But I think this is where their story comes to an end. I was just going to say it's interesting to look at the four semi-finalists. That they're, they're all powerhouses in the football sense as well, bar Turkey perhaps. But yeah, you've got some big names in there. Are you telling me there's a direct correlation between the quality of holiday destination and the quality <laughs> of the national team? Yeah, what we've accidentally done here is just predicted the winner of Euro 2021 as well. <laughs> no, mate. England went out ages ago. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. So as we talk about the semi-finals now, it's important to say that you may disagree with these decisions and that's mm. great. We want to know if you do. Let us yeah. know via Instagram message or uh, on Twitter or, or travel talks podcast at gmail.com where you think we've gone wrong here, which country should be in the semifinals, which country should win, etc. Whatever you think we want to know. Everyone's going to have a personal affinity to each of these countries for sure because they are so, so popular to visit. The first one, though, Italy versus France. <sighs> they both, they're both so strong. This is so tricky. And I think if you went into a room of 100 people and got them to pick one or the other, you'd probably have a close to 50-50 response. I've loved every single time I've been to each of these countries. I feel like culturally, Italy mm. edges it for me. I love the Italian mm. culture, the, the pace of life. I think cuisine, they're almost on a par because French mm. cuisine, whilst not like so widely appreciated, the way French cuisine has influenced almost every other cuisine in like the delicate tastes, the the, the the care that's put into the, the cooking of French cuisine. I almost don't feel like you could edge Italy over France. They're very different, don't get me wrong. Italy does the basics and the, the, the simple ingredients perfectly and France almost goes on the other end of that scale and kind of takes ingredients to and heightens them to a new level. I wonder if it would be a good exercise for us to kind of pick out individual things. So let's go like mm. capital city, Paris versus Rome. You know, you know my feelings of Paris. Rome, I think, <laughs> I think Paris is, yeah, slightly overrated. Rome is just incredible. It's like a once in a lifetime experience. Amalfi Coast, Saint Tropez. Oh, it's Amalfi Coast for me. Yeah, both incredible, but the Amalfi Coast, it's more picturesque, I would say. French food, Italian food. I mean, I can see where this is going. I would choose Italian food over French food. Now, this is where I would vote the other way is skiing or winter winter holidays. Mm, okay. I would go France over Italy. There's more I think there's more resorts in France, a wider, you know, wider mountain range to appreciate. Um mm. so in terms of activity holiday, I would probably edge France. If you want to go for an activity holiday like kayaking, hiking, skiing, mm. whatever you're probably going to do more in France than you are in Italy, just because of, I guess, the size is more. My vote would be for Italy. And um, I would almost say that I feel probably after that conversation quite strongly about it. Activity holidays are really important to me, though. And like I've mm. had such good memories skiing in France. I almost did it every year in France for a long time. Oh, you know what? As much as I love Italy, I feel like it's had such an easy run up to this point. Yeah, I think I'm going to edge France, mate. What do you reckon? Really? I think I'm going to use my veto, you know. Yeah, okay, fair. I was going to say, I'm not going to try and win you over with skiing because I know you're not a winter holiday guy. So. <laughs> All right, so you're vetoing and Italy goes through. 
yeah, Italy, the first team to book its place in the final. And it's going to be a case of Spain or Turkey as to who joins it there. <sighs> wow. Now, talk about a pairing. Yeah. This is one hell of a matchup. It really is. I mean, Spain, arguably the more popular of the two, I would say, in terms of uh, British tourists. <sighs> We've spoken so highly about both of them for so many reasons. Is there one that you think straight away could could edge it? Spain has a lot going for it. Like, I love the food. I love the, the way of life of the, the people, the language. Um, some of the cities are great as well. There's good mountains as well in the middle of Spain. Mm. Historically as well, it's really interesting. But then all of that, probably like twice the cost of going to Turkey. Yeah, you do have to factor that in. I, I, I do, like you say there, I do think Spain has slightly more to offer. I think, you know, I think, I think Turkey has had a great run. And it deserves mm. its place in the semi-final, but going up against yeah. Spain, it's a tough, it's a tough gig, and I think Spain are coming off the better here. And all that leaves left now is the final. First of all, did is this how you saw the final matching up before we started the tournament? So honestly, like looking at the groups, I didn't know how it would end up based on us kind of riffing with each other and kind of giving off, you know, the the points of each place. I don't know. I think Italy, I probably would have had, you know, an idea that it would get quite far. Um, mm. But it was, you know, if it was up to me, France would be in this position. You know, you use your visa. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. Um, I think it deserves to be here, as does Spain. Yeah, personally, I, I would have had Portugal as a competitor for Spain in the, in this side of the group. Like if you didn't use your veto on Croatia, Portugal versus Spain, I think it's very tough. And then let's say, for example, Portugal beats Spain. It goes up against Turkey. I'd have Portugal over Turkey again. So it could, it could have been very different, but two absolute powerhouses and two of the most popular places for English tourists to go. And for good reason, let's just say that. Actually, it's that point you just said there that's making me look at Italy and thinking, you know what, I think Italy deserves the W here. Because I'm mm. just thinking about some of those coastal resorts in Spain and almost feeling like you're in England because it's so catered mm. to English tourists. And obviously there's it's, it's not like that in a lot of places in Spain. Like some places you feel you're so out of your English depth that no one speaks English, things like that. You know, <laughs> you can feel really out of your comfort zone. But it's just Italy, something about it, isn't there? And like the mm. food, oh my God, the food. If there was one place in the world other than England that I had to live, I would choose Italy. And we've yeah. mentioned all the numerous reasons, but I just think it's an incredible country. It really, really is. It's tricky for me because my heart says Spain, but my head says Italy. I really have loved every visit to Spain I've had, but every time I've been to Italy, it almost feels like a level above. Yeah. It almost like you mentioned before in terms of the way that, that Spain is kind of catered to British tourists. I feel Italy does feel like a more cultural experience. I love Italy, but some of my favourite locations in Europe in Spain. Here's an idea, mate. I'll do three, two, one. And on zero, we both just say the country we think wins. Nice. Okay. Three, two, one. Italy. Italy. Aye. There we go. Oh, okay. I was going to say Scotland there as a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so Italy's done it. Italy is our winner of this Euro 2020 as destinations competition. But what do you think? Did you have the same final? How different was it? If you did have the same one, did you go with Italy? Did Spain edge it for you? We want to know your answers because this is a highly contentious 
competition mm. and we've given our opinion but i really think you know based on personal preference or experience this could have gone any way yeah there's going to be some memories and some associations that people have to certain countries which which we didn't go with so I, i'm really intrigued to be honest to see who people would choose in this uh, as the winner of this euro 2020 holiday destination cup maybe that's the new name for this episode <laughs> i like it i like it So there we go. That brings us to the end of the episode. As always, any comments, feedback, suggestions you have, get them in on an Instagram comment, message, Twitter, or the Travel Talks podcast at gmail.com email. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And next week, we're going to take a break. It's, it's the first break we've had in, I think, almost 20 episodes. We've, we've really wow. kind of been grafting an episode every single week for 20 episodes but we're taking a break i'm fingers crossed fingers crossed heading off to spain saunders where where are you hoping to go to uh so i'm going to mexico for work with formula e very very interesting though uh maybe mm. we can go into a little bit more detail when i'm back and i can tell you about how it works but because of the situation in mexico it is like extreme bubbling is it we get off the plane we get put on a like a, our own shuttle taken to the hotel and from that point on we do not go anywhere but our hotel or the racetrack. And of course, I'll have a few stories from traveling to an amber-listed country, which, I mean, isn't advised, but I'm going to be doing it anyway. And I'm going to be going through all the tests and everything that you have to go through and quarantining on my way back. So I'll, I'll let you know how easy that was and whether I'd recommend it as an experience. But yeah, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with you in two weeks' time for an episode on that Monday. See you then. mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.